What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the City of Champions podcast, a member of the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB. A few of you noticed that I missed a week with the podcast, and the reason for that is because I was on the road with the Donovan Bailey documentary, and I really thought that I would have time to record during some down hours, but it just never happened. So I apologize to anyone that I let down, but at the end of the day, it's my podcast, so that makes me the boss. And I say that missing one week out of 50 isn't all that bad. But also, I think that if you've listened to all previous 49 episodes and that you had no backlogged episodes to tie you over for a week, then holy shit, you're a real fan, the real MVP. I love you and I owe you a hug. So speaking of projects that I'm working on, ATB Financial happens to have helped with financing for one of them. I can't say which one exactly because of confidentiality agreements, but if you're an artist or creative type and looking to work with financial services who understand and get what you're all about, then check out ATB. They're super helpful and progressive minded. Okay, so people, my guest today is an exceptionally lovely and inspiring girl by the name of Patricia Johufka. It's spelled completely differently, so don't look her up by that last name. Uh, Diagnosed with MS in 2012, Patricia has been a mainstay on the MS bike circuit for the past seven years, and not just in Edmonton, but throughout various cities in the US as well. Uh, Patricia is a huge believer in the power of the Edmonton community, and she's up to a ton of great things these days around the city. I was really personally touched by the honesty and the vulnerability in her storytelling, and I hope the conversation makes you feel as good as I did talking with Patricia. Typically how these things go. I mean, I, have you listened to any of the podcasts? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. So you know that they're super casual. Yeah. And, and so I like to have these, I ha- like to have this conversation with people in real life. It's like, how did we even come across each other? Because like, especially living in Edmonton, it's yeah. not that big of a city. Life is so, and we're in so many of the same circles. Like yeah. life is just so cross boundary that I'm like, did I follow you? Or did you follow me? I think me? I followed you. And then- yeah. Yeah, because I think you, or no, I think I saw your your article or something, or like you're because you're on the in the Yeg Fitness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've like written for them and been in it. Yeah, you're a fellow Yeg Fitness uh, inclusion. Yeah. So uh, and then so I think I just looked at your page and then I saw that you did the bike tour and I was like, how did I not know this? <laughs> so I have a really the one biggest thing I regret about the bike tour mm-hmm. is that I didn't get to hear anyone speak yeah I had this like crazy idea where I had a meeting down in Calgary so <laughs> I did so I had to leave like super early so on the what day was it a Saturday, Saturday that we left yeah. so Saturday I left at like 5 a.m. or something like that yeah and you know got to the end and then got in a car and drove to Calgary so yeah. I missed the opening speeches and then I missed the like the, the speeches like after yeah. the first day, yeah. which I was really sad about. Um, and then I saw Michael Dietrich made like a really heartfelt post about your speech. Yeah. <laughs> and I was super mad that super mad that I missed that. <laughs> if you could just channel exactly what you were thinking and feeling and give that speech over right now, that would be, uh, that would be yeah. great. Could you do that? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to ask you to do that because <laughs> I know that's, that's challenging. But, um, you know, to, to introduce the audience sort of to who you are, not that anyone wouldn't know at this point because you seem to be everywhere. <laughs> Um, tell us, Patricia, kind of a little bit about yourself. Oh my God. 
That's not a fair question. That's not okay. Let's where, do, where, well, where, where would you like me to start? Let's 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 direct it okay. more. Let, what have you been up to lately? Lately, okay. That's also not okay. <laughs> uh, well, a lot of my life revolves now lately around uh, events that the MS Society puts on, and then yeah, just things just come up. Like I always say, like oh, I'm I'll like everything will calm down, everything will slow down <laughs> after this. And then it doesn't. No. <laughs> because then it, something comes up, and I like to take opportunities as they come up. Mm-hmm. So I have a really hard time saying no to things, especially when, I don't know, like, if, especially the things that, I, that either involve me helping someone that's helped me mm-hmm. or um, sort of help my big picture, grand scheme of. Uh, raising MS awareness. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we'll to give context. We'll, we'll yeah. back up. Give you give sure. the origin story. So where'd yeah. you grow up? I grew up in Edmonton. Okay. Born and raised in Edmonton, but my parents are both from Poland. Okay. Yeah. So I how do you say your last name? Because I was. <laughs> so if you see my my, my Twitter handle is Jehufka. Oh. Okay. So that's the phonetic spelling of it. Is it? Okay. I'm gonna pull it up mm-hmm. and have a look. <laughs> <laughs> so the phonetic spelling is oh it's a J I yeah, would have never guessed I know no one would have ever guessed <laughs> jo- Jehufka yeah oh yeah so, but then it, in reality it's spelled R Z E C H O W K so that's Polish yeah okay like Polish people struggle with it Polish that's why I'm never gonna learn Polish <laughs> yeah so yeah so I you know I grew up sort of I mean speaking Polish I still speak Polish in yeah. the Polish community so. It's funny because even though I was born in Edmonton, it's still like, ah, I probably am more Polish than some of the people that moved here if, you know, when they were young. Right. Um, just because we've, we've kept that up. Um, Is that tough? Like, do you speak Polish at home or did you growing up? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't really, like, start speaking English regularly until grade two, I think. Okay. So, yeah. What is Poland known for? Vodka. Vodka. Um, <laughs> Pierogi. Cabbage rolls. Cabbage rolls. Pr- yeah, like thing? that whole like that whole Eastern Europe. They all fight over the pierogies. I feel like <laughs> let's just all be happy that pierogies exist. Yeah, that's a yeah, really good point. Right. Like <laughs> Poland actually came up in discussion earlier today. Oh really? Yep. Yep. Yeah. We, we submitted um, one of our films to the Warsaw Film Festival. Oh nice. <laughs> yeah. And, like I haven't talked about Poland in years since yeah. since I learned about it. But um, yeah, no, we submitted to Warsaw because oh, it's fun. a it's a cool spot to go and yeah. visit and if you get in. Well, it's funny because Poland is uh, is sort of one of those like hidden gems. Like mm-hmm. an, until someone sort of tells you to go, uh, it's not really like that typical touristy. Like I need to go to right. there. Yeah, yeah. And then once people go, they're yeah. like, I can't believe that th- what this is. Right? Like I can't believe we didn't know that this was here. Yeah. Right? So I feel like that was Croatia like seven years ago. Before yeah. now, everyone seems to go yeah. to Croatia. Yeah. But before it was this sort of like Eastern European hidden gem. Yeah. Well, Poland's got the, the cool aspect of there's a lot of history mm-hmm. um, from so many different aspects. And then, yeah, like food's great. Yeah. <laughs> there's 
similar kind of breakdown like you know like in, in Canada right like we've got like Poland's got mountains they've got the sea they've got all of these different I didn't realize it was on the ocean what was it in the Black Sea the Baltic Baltic, Baltic Sea, sea. Okay. yeah my geography is not so yeah bad. it's okay um and yeah, a lot of history too, probably between yeah. like World War II, Wars, even before yeah. that. But then yeah. also, was it part of Soviet Russia? No. 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 Yeah. But oh. still communist heavy influence. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So Polish girl growing up in Edmonton. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you play a lot of sports, I imagine. Uh, as much as like having two siblings and parents that both work would allow, mm-hmm. uh, I mostly kind of had to find my own, find my own thing. So I did a lot of like things that I could do on my own so I did um I started I think the first thing I really did was cross-country running mm-hmm. which is yeah a little a little different but yeah cross-country running and then in junior high I did a bunch of track so long distance running and sprinting which is kind of strange but freak, freak of nature yeah both so both. uh and then played soccer uh kind of off and on mm-hmm. um actually I play soccer more consistently now than I in my adult years than I did when I was younger but yeah. it was definitely something that I loved doing but I actually did uh, Muay Thai like really for a really long time yeah very cool so you started that when you were young 14 yeah what uh, what was the inception of that who started it honestly like I it was another one of those things where it was a pro like a there was a teacher that somehow got convinced to teach these classes outside mm-hmm. of a community hall that was like I could probably see it from my house if I try really hard. So um, it was easy for my parents to, you know, I could walk there, right? Like, so then I would just go and that would like just do my own thing. And it was once or twice a week. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, I just, uh, just fell in love with it. And it's funny because from when I was 14, I've somehow managed to find this trainer in different like aspects of my life as it's gone on like he just always ends up being somewhere that i am and then really? i still end up working with him so, so you've had the same guy throughout that yeah, whole time. yeah that's unreal yeah what's his name gasper gasper mm-hmm. and is he what's his descent is he from canada or is he from yeah he's brazil canadian. yeah or? like he's he's canadian i think right you know what i yeah. i've never asked him this question <laughs> um well i've never heard that name before yeah either. And when i think of like a muay thai instructor i think yeah. of you know, um, All I know is he's the two-time Canadian champion in kickboxing. Someone knows what he's so, talking like, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he tra- he's like one of the trainers that trains at a kamikaze punishment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you, I think I read that you do other t- types of martial arts? You know, yeah, you so jiu-jitsu they, they, and everything. Yeah, so they kind of tried to. to you went full me MMA. Out. Yeah. Full yeah. Ronda Rousey. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I still, it's fun. I just overthink everything. Like, they're trying to teach me jujitsu moves, yeah. and I'm just like, okay, wait, where where does my art, wait, what, what? Yeah. You're so, too precise yeah. versus, like, intuitive? You know what? When I finally relax and, like, let go, I'm yeah. actually, I can do it, but I just, it takes a lot to get me to that point where I'm like, okay, don't think about it, just do it. Mm-hmm. So. I've always wanted to get into um, jujitsu. And it's, I find it's fun. I know, like it looks like a great time. Yeah. Plus, I hear like you know it's not as dangerous in terms of like striking sports. Like, yeah. you, you don't have to worry about getting concussed in training and yeah. stuff like that. Hard on the joints. Yeah. But um, I went to do a class last summer, and I had a year before that had a bad knee injury, mm. and it was it was like a repetitive. Kept getting re-injured, and yeah. I was good for like the first fifty-five minutes of class, and then then the last five minutes of like free roll at the yeah. end. I was loving it too. The last five minutes of free roll, it just like I went to like bridge, and it just popped again. Yeah. 
And so I finally, that was in September last year and I got surgery in December. So it's healed up again. So I might be ready to try it. I know a surprising amount of people that have gotten knee injuries from jujitsu. Oh, from jujitsu. Yeah. Like let doing alone, it, right? Let alone like, already had a bad yeah, knee. Yeah. So Edmonton girl, um, you ended up going to U of A for yeah. university. Yeah. And what were you taking there? I, you know what, this was an adventure as well. Like I started in, I think, honor sciences because my parents were like, do the thing that will give you a job when right. you're done, right? Yeah. Like the Polish and, you She's know. She's going to be a doctor. Yeah, there. yeah. And even though it's like, joke's on you. I hate blood. Or like live people, right? Like, yeah, yeah. like or any sort of anything like that. Only so, blood from dead people. You're okay. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm actually, I'm fine Seriously? with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, they can't, they, yeah, you can't really hurt them anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't do anything wrong. Uh, Knowing what you go into, that makes a lot more yeah. sense, but I'll yeah. continue. So, yeah, so, um, so yeah, starting that, I, I kind of was never really, like, super, f- um, I didn't have, like, a favorite subject in school, so it was really mm-hmm. hard to be, like, what do I want to do? Talk to your passion. Yeah. So, um, and it was funny because I, I got a little bit of exposure like through a school resource officer um, at, in high school. Um, and then uh, my one of my teachers, his dad was a chief justice at the time. Mm-hmm. So he was like, why don't you go for a tour? And so I kind of got exposed to that like criminal justice world, I guess. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, like maybe law, maybe... You know, something like that. I didn't really think about anything, but I was like, okay, well, e- even with law, like, you need to do some s- sort of degree. So, right. and my teacher at that time, his brother, like, did a science degree and then did a law degree. So, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, like, you know, if I do decide law, it's still doable, right? Right. So, yeah, started and started on his sides, and I, like, hated it so much. <laughs> like, so much. Yeah. The thought of having to actually do labs... It was like I can't I can't do this for four years and um, it, I ended up getting like a really really bad cold or something and I got so sick it like like in a lab like I was so sick doing this lab and I left this lab and you know phoned my dad and I'm like you need to come get me and fell asleep like on a bench at the U of A because I'm so just so out of it what in the hell yeah and I was just like I am not doing this like mm-hmm. and that like weird state of mind of being like exhausted and yeah. sick i was like no more like, it's like I your can't body manifested yeah. like what your mind was telling yeah you. Was like so throwing a tantrum nope yeah. not doing it enough's enough yeah so luckily i was like still on within the cutoff that i could withdraw and, yeah. and like not have it count against me or whatever and mm-hmm. i was like okay i gotta figure something else out so then i was like all right i'm gonna do business and then that was silly because I didn't do like the like calculus class in high school. Mm-hmm. And then I went to go do like math, whatever. And they're like, all right, so who took the calculus class? And literally everyone put their hand up and this class was on a curve. And I was just like, well. That's out. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. So I was just kind of like, well, like now what? And I, as I started to look into things, the like, guy was like, uh... I don't know, like, I liked the more of the, like, sociology or, or psychology side of biology yep. and that kind of thing. So I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll look into that. And then somehow ended up taking our, taking a job with the RCMP. Somehow ended up, how does it, that just And it's happen? fine, it, it, and the pro- progression of that was also weird. I ended up working for my orthodontist. I was like, I also can't do this. Mm-hmm. Um... 
started like thinking, oh, I'll just go work for Stats Canada, like something super whatever. So I went online and there was they had like this student work experience program at the time, filled out a bunch of stuff. I was like, what are your skills? What are your interests? That kind of thing. And everything that came back to me was like criminal justice, policing, oh, okay. that kind of thing. Yeah. And I was like, interesting. I've never really mm-hmm. thought about that. But so yeah, so, you know, sent off the resume to a bunch of different places and ended up getting this, this job with RCMP and EPS kind of together. And there I met people that were like, oh yeah, we did criminology at the U of A. And I was like, they don't have that. And we're like, no, no, they do. It's just really small. So right. yeah, so ended up looking into that, applying to that. They, they only take about, I think, 15 to like 10 to 15 people a year. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this could be, this could be tough, but. Out of how many people that apply? Right? Yeah, like, and you don't know because you can apply from. What year would that have been? That was like. Oh nine, yes. Maybe early. Oh eight. Oh eight. Oh eight. Yeah. I'm just. I'm guessing. Yeah. Oh eight. <laughs> I'm just wondering because I know, like, I think after CSI came up. Yeah, and that was that was funny because that's why I was like, I used that like in my interviews to get in. Like, I was like, this isn't like a, like this isn't like a CSI craze. Yeah. Like, I know that like the those things aren't real <laughs> yeah like i don't even watch that show yeah. don't worry it's not because of that <laughs> yeah so so yeah then ended up taking criminology got two and and you can do so many different placements with criminology you can do probation policing mm-hmm. um law like all of the different aspects and for whatever reason i kept at both of my placements ended up being rcmp and eps and i had two really awesome placement coordinators mm-hmm. that kind of just let me you know do or get as much experience as i as i wanted and so yeah. i was kind of like okay no like policing this is kind of what i want to do I like, like an actual officer yeah wow yeah that's a big decision yeah <laughs> And then I graduated and like my, my placement coordinator was kind of like, well, you know, like you should maybe like get some life experience, right? Like he's like, maybe don't apply like right off the bat, like huh. maybe take a year and a bunch of the guys. Um, what do they recommend that you do in this time? Just like work or, oh, okay. you know, tra- even travel. Or, like I know what I want to do. Why would I work Well, exactly. Else? Right. And so, but I mean, still, I was like, you know, you know what you're talking about. And, yeah. and it's not. It's tough as a, as a younger person. Right? Yeah. Like people tell you shit and they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> and they like, they just think that you don't know what you're talking about either. So yeah. they're like, well, I have slightly more years of not knowing what I'm talking yeah. about. So I must be right. Which, like, when I look back and I think about it, I'm like, you know, like, maybe. Because, you know, like, I I had some experience, but, but, you know, not... I don't know if I could say that, like, to have enough to be able to relate to certain people in the situations that you're going to mm. be working in, right? Like, you want to kind of get out there and, and get these experiences so that, like, when... If you're ever called to certain situations, you can be like, oh, okay, like, I, I understand this. Versus, like, if you... Like, I was still, you know, like, I was still living at home with my parents, right? Like, just all I kind of knew was school. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I, I had the cool placements, and I had that experience through that. And, like, don't get me wrong, there was a lot through there. But, like, you know, still, I can look back and say, like, he might not have been wrong. Right. But, like, to but say I mean, that. like, okay, you need life experience to be a police officer. So what are they recommending? Like, 
cops deal with crime are yeah. they, are they <laughs> no. like, start hanging out with criminals like, no, no. like go mess around like mess up for a year well, go like get get involved with the law see yeah, what happens yeah, you know exactly. like i don't no, understand but, how you get life experience to help you deal with those situations like, unless you're brushing the law yeah no like Skirting. i think it's just even like traveling right like meeting different kinds of people oh, you know yeah. like that like there's there's all different ways volunteering right like yeah. i i did quite a bit of that but still like you know yeah, it's, yeah. so um what I actually ended up doing is is uh, training dogs because I was like, hey, maybe I want to be in the dog unit. So then yeah. I, you know, like did. Damn, that'd be cool. Yeah. So they were like, yeah, if you do something with dogs, it's never going to hurt you in the long run. So I was like, I love dogs, yeah. <laughs> as you can see. I see that. yeah, that's a cool tattoo. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that was the plan. That was the plan. That was the plan. And then what happened? <laughs> that got derailed. And, and then two letters happened. Two, two letters. <laughs> What, okay, so take us back to the, the um, well, what happened? In your own words. Uh, in, well, in my own words. Uh, As if you would use someone else's words. <laughs> I, uh, what, I got diagnosed with MS. I guess that's the, that's the, this is the only way to really explain it. <laughs> so did you get diagnosed um, based on um, just general tests that were being done, or did you have, like, an inciting event where like something critical happened yeah, to you and they're yeah. like holy shit you've yeah. got something we got to figure this out yeah so this was like christmas time of 2011 oh, like just, just graduated in june yep like why not to, went to vegas to celebrate get my yeah. year of experience yeah go, yeah uh and I was working like quite a bit and again like it was kind of one of those like yeah I trained dogs but then I also just worked like in the because I did it in a store right yeah. so then I was just like all right teach me like how to do cash teach me how to do all these different right. things like sure why not and uh so yeah I was working quite a bit because I was like well, what else do I have to do at this point right mm-hmm. like you're kind of just not, not killing time but essentially getting right experience. getting experience yeah, yeah. so uh yeah just right around uh, Christmas time. I think it was just after Christmas. Um, I started getting like blurred vision in my left eye and it started to really hurt. Mm -hmm. And so I had had blurry vision in the same eye while I was in university. But by the time I got in to see anyone about it, like any like specialist, because my eye doctor was like, yeah, right away, like go to, you know, the the ophthalmologist or whatever. But even by the time I I saw them, it was gone. Like it was, it was fine. So they were like, oh, you know, like if it happens again, just let us know. And we kind of, like I have an autoimmune thyroid problem okay um it's like like hypothyroid essentially um and i've had that since i was about 14 so what are the effects of that um so it's it's, uh your thyroid controls quite a bit so like energy levels you know like if your if your thyroid levels are low like you weight gain right like it's metabolism like things like that so um my thyroid works my body's just like we're gonna kill the stuff that it makes oh yeah jeez so yeah so a lot of the times anything that like when i was like really tired like overly tired Mm -hmm. you know when you just shouldn't be tired you're like no no no, this isn't like i didn't sleep this is like yeah so it was always just oh it must just be your thyroid like your levels just might be off we might need to just test you things like that right and so they were like yeah maybe this is just a a thyroid thing or whatever it's like a blip in your eye so i was like (sighs) 
Well, if the doctors say, well, what do I know? Another yeah, expert so, telling you what they think. Yeah. So didn't even think about it. So when it started happening uh, in 2011, I was like, oh, this is the same thing. But my eye didn't hurt the last time. So okay. I was like, okay, so this is a little different. Like I might have overdone it. Like I was working a lot, not really sleeping that great. Like I was like, yeah, no, I gotta, I gotta make just I a lot of time off around Christmas. It'll be fine. Right. So. Um, it, it wasn't getting better. I went to see the, my same eye doctor and he's like, you know, like, he's like, he, he pulls out a, a, like a bottle that has a red cap on it. And he's like, well, what color is this? And I'm like, well, it's red. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, well, why are you asking me that for? And he's like, well, you know, it's just a, it's just a, like a quick test we do for MS. And I was like, okay right did you have any idea what ms was not really point? like my my aunt um that married in like just like my it's my mom's cousin's wife right no i'm yeah. related and then my neighbor like from when i was little like yeah. i remember my parents sort of mentioning it but didn't really know anything else about it so i was like oh okay you mm -hmm. know well it's red so i don't have it right oh, like perfect. i was like awesome in the clear um uh, so he was same thing he was kind of like all right well like maybe just let me know if it gets worse and I was like okay see ya it's gonna be like last time she's gonna come back yeah and then it did not come back <laughs> it got way way worse so what what kind of what was the pain it was like pressure and, uh, and so like it's it was yeah it was sort of pressure in the back like it was like to move it like far left right up down that mm -hmm. kind of thing like it just it just hurt like oh. in that kind of behind oh. yeah so yeah, it kind of this kind of got worse and worse, and then one night I was sort of laying on my left side watching TV. Mm -hmm. and CSI. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I I closed my uh, closed my right eye, and I couldn't see anything. Oh, yeah. So his vision's gone completely. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, oh, that's scary. Okay. So and then got home and my dad walks in on the left side of me couldn't see him i could right. hear him and i was like ah uh, and so he kind of automatically was just like in the car yeah. <laughs> like and so we went to the the royal alec because that's the one that has the emergency eye clinic and it just you know like it, it's a weird thing right like you get there and i was, I was supposed to go out for my sister's birthday because it's kind yeah. of that between christmas and new year's and um yeah they were looking at me like what do you mean you can't see like taking my blood pressure asking me what drugs i'm on and i'm like right. i'm here with my dad like really like yeah <laughs> yeah so i think we got there at eight and my three in the morning or something of uh, the doctor finally came and saw me and he took a flashlight and he was shining it in my right eye and i was just like man like it's three in the morning like you gotta <laughs> just calm down yeah and then he moved it to my left eye and nothing i thought he turned it off and so he kind of jumped back because he's like, holy crap. He's like, you can't see. Right. <laughs> I was like, yes. Yes, that's true. Five hours later. Yeah. Now you believe yeah. me, right? So he's like, okay, can you come back tomorrow um, to see like a resident or something? And I was like, tomorrow? <laughs> like, right. It is tomorrow. <laughs> so yeah, I went home for about an hour, changed, and then came back. And they, you know, they started doing all these tests. And mm -hmm. um, 
said, you know, like you can go on these steroids, it might bring your vision back faster, like it's your optic nerve is swollen and So they still didn't know what it was. Yeah, they point. you know, they were saying but then at that point they were like, Oh, you know, it's optic neuritis and that's that's usually one of the first symptoms of of MS. But we need to do an MRI, so like right. we don't know for sure. Yeah. Um so I was kinda like, Okay, well still sort of optimistic, but I'm like, What do I know about MS? Like and Basically, all I knew about MS was like MS bike tour. Right, exactly. <laughs> my friend worked at United Cycle, and yeah, like that was that was about it. And so I, I ended up going on these medications, and um, they I, they did not agree with me at all. Uh, they probably made me more sick, like because not being able to see is, is sucks mm-hmm. and it's scary, but it's not really debilitating. Right. Like, as long as you still have one good eye, you yeah. can operate. And right? like physically, right? Like it's like, yeah. So these steroids like just... They mess you up. Yeah. Hey? Yeah. Wow. So And they, so did you stay on them or did you... Well, I had to because like you can't just... You can't just go off of them, oh. so I had I had to like taper off of them, and so the, from the description they gave me, it was you're gonna get, you might gain some weight and get moody, and your face might like get puffy, and I was like, oh okay, like I, sure if it if it makes my eye better, yeah, um, and no, um, it I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep, oh man, yeah, so I think I was under a hundred pounds by the time oh. all was said and done, and like my hair just died, like. <sighs> Yeah, so just not not great, yeah. but I mean... What happened next? Uh, so once I was done on those, um, it, took a, it took about a month for me to kind of bounce back to normal-ish, mm-hmm. but I still couldn't see fully. It was still blurry. It was still mm-hmm. kind of back to that blurry. And they said, you know, like if you if it doesn't come back in six months, like it's going to stay blurry. And I was kind of like, oh, okay. Um and right at the beginning, they were like, okay, well, you need an MRI. So this was January 3rd, I think. And they're like, yeah, so we've got you in for an MRI on March 29th. No. And I was like, um, it's like March? Like, are you, you sure? You sure you've got the, yeah. the day month right? Yeah. So what ended up happening is because the steroids made me so sick and I collapsed a bunch of times, my mm. eye doctor ended up getting them to move it up to I think even still but still the end of January right and then I ended up getting put on a cancellation list because I was like well I can't see so you know not really much <laughs> else going on for me right now yeah. <laughs> um so yeah I think I got a, an MRI on the the what was it the 10th or the 13th or something like that at like 10 30 at night because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just how it went. Yeah, that's the yeah. time they had. So, yeah. what did the MRI show? So, the MRI showed uh, like lesions in my brain, which is in, like indicates MS. Right. Um, and so they were like, "Okay, we need to do a, like a follow up in six months just to see if it's progressing or what's going on." Mm-hmm. And uh, the neurologist I had at that time was like, "You know, tone down the exercise, like less impact, let, and you know, not." So I was like, "Well, but." I don't know what that means. Like, like, what do I do then? First off, full stop. Yeah. You hear lesions on yeah. your brain. What, like, what's going through your head at that point? Um, well, like, he showed me the MRI. And it was, it was kind of scary because, it, like, there was, there's a few of them, right? So you would expect 
Are they little? Like, are they? They just they're, dot they're just sort of white uh, kind of spots on your brain. Like 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 dimes or quarters or no, they're, they're pretty small. Okay. Like it takes yeah, like you have to know what you're looking for sort okay. of. Um, but yeah, so he um, he's kind of like yeah, you know, to, you know, tone it down. And but I was sitting there and I was kind of like, and so because they had sort of mentioned it, you know, all these different things, I was like. I was just kind of like, okay, well, I mean, if it is, it, it is, right? And so at that point, because all I knew about was the MS bike tour when it mm-hmm. came to MS, I was like, if I have MS, or like if I do, if this comes out that I don't have MS, I'm like, I want to do that bike tour because right. this was scary. And if people have to go through this to get diagnosed, I want to help those people. Right. Uh, and then if I do have MS, I can still ride a bike right now. So I'm going to keep riding it and we'll see what happens <laughs> with that. And so I actually ended up getting a bike for my birthday before. Like, I, I don't even know. I don't even think I had had the MRI yet because I was like, nope, like. So you committed, whether it was positive or negative, you're committed. So I was kind of already in that mindset of like, all right, like, yeah. yeah. And yeah, like I, I didn't think, I honestly probably didn't think that that's what it was going to be. Like I was like, this was going to be. Things always tend to work out, right? So you never think the worst. You're, you always kind of in the back of your head think like. It's gonna be fine, like, yeah. even though people panic and yeah. freak out. You're like, and so my mom, like bless her, she is like panic lady. Like, yeah, just everything is like not end of the world, but like just you know, like everything is. She worries about everything, right? Right. She takes, She's a little so, high octane. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So especially when it comes to her kids, which like again, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but mm-hmm. it's it's uh yeah. So when when he told me she was sitting next to me and I was like okay like if I if you know what like if I give up now if Mm -hmm. or if I you know she sees me panic or freak out or anything like that um we're gonna have more problems than just me having MS (laughs) interesting yeah so you tried to keep it together for your mom yeah yeah and so how did she then play off of that what was her reaction? She, I mean, she, she, she cried, but you know, like she just, I don't, I don't really think she really even understood. Like, right. Those are just two letters to someone who doesn't understand it. Right? Yeah. Who like doesn't I, know anything about it. Yeah. And I mean, and, and in her mind, um, it was her cousin's wife. Right. And her, like she was pretty like it you know by the end it hit her pretty hard even even in the last few years like she she actually just passed away um this year last year this year um so yeah so then that's the thing right and that's the thing with ms is you only really know people have it when they have it bad right yeah so um so when you when you do hear those letters that's what you think of right Mm -hmm. like you're like okay this is what this is what's gonna end up happening um i mean that's not that's not really always the case right Mm -hmm. so um yeah like i think i think there was a lot of that but i think you know she could see me and she could see me asking sort of i wanted like the science like I wanted him to send me, yeah. Re- like not the Google, right? Like I wanted him to send me actual things for me to read and, mm-hmm. yeah. So, Show me what you're looking at, yeah. doctor. Like I want to know what yeah. you read and yeah. what do you guys pass back and forth between each other? Right? Yeah, but um, 
I really didn't want to tell anyone. Like I, so that was it. Was actually my brother's birthday, mm-hmm. which we didn't. I didn't even tell him that day because I was like, nope, I'm like not ruining. I'm not. Right. It's not. That's not what this day is going to be. Um, so we phoned my sister because my sister lived in Ottawa at the time and kind of told her and and um, I actually didn't know until this year my mom was telling me um, kind of what what her reaction was and and uh, yeah like she she just like she hung up the phone and she just cried like she just was like because because you don't know right like that mm-hmm. the unknown is is uh, is probably one of the most scary things right like for anyone going through anything right oh, like yeah. it's because yeah. when you don't know what it is, it could be anything and everything, yeah. right? Like any problem, once you yeah. once you actually give it attention and you actually analyze yeah. it, becomes manageable. Because yeah. then you know the extent to, well, for in some cases, you know the extent to which yeah. it, it will affect you or can affect you. And then you can build a plan to mitigate as much as possible yeah. or contain or, yeah. or what, whatever needs to be done based on the circumstances. But like, yeah, just like knowing how bad it can be yeah. would just freak someone the hell out i'm sure yeah. especially right at the beginning right like of yeah like day one like for like hour one right like, it's <laughs> like and but uh, yeah at the same time it um my mind went to well, well like what does that mean even for like like policing right like yeah. i'm like i know that that's not a good thing like i'm right. like i know this is not gonna this is not gonna be good yeah um, it's not encouraged yeah. to have ms yeah. as a police officer so so yeah so just thoughts like that right mm-hmm. like um but yeah i i yeah i turned off my phone like my friends thought something really bad happened because like i don't really ever disappear yeah um pretty social person yeah yeah some days so something was up as much as you didn't want people to know yeah of course you did the one thing that's going to make them ask questions yeah. right yeah so um and i don't know why honestly like for, for i think it was right at the beginning it was like if i told people it was real hundred percent yeah so and that they would somehow treat me differently now or like see me differently mm-hmm. and I it's not until like a, a few weeks after that that I was like if they do that that's their thing not mine like yeah. I can't really I can't I mean people are gonna have their opinions of it's not necessarily like even if I wasn't diagnosed with MS I'm sure I would do something else and someone would have an opinion about it oh yeah you and can't control other people. yeah so, so yeah, that's sort of, I don't know, like, when, and then I, you know, I kind of finally started telling the people that were close to me and, you know, even their reactions, right? Like, it's like, I, it, it's tough, right? Because there's, there's people that just really don't know what to say and I do not blame them, right? Like, there was times where people were like, oh, well, you know, like, at least it's not cancer. And I was like, I get what, I get where you're coming from on right. that one, right? Like, I get it. But then at the same time, it's like, but like cancer like you can like make a plan and there's treatments and like yeah. you know like and you can get rid of it right Back like, to the unknown yeah. there's no getting rid of yeah, it right yeah so but i mean like but like you just i don't know like i, I had to take that as like that that's really just people trying to make trying to say something to, to yeah. make it better right and yeah. i and i can respect that right like because sometimes you say whatever you can think of like you know like that that might be like the worst case scenario for them and when you don't know anything about ms that might it, it might you're like and the problem is too is that's what i've run into and i'm just gonna like keep spiraling around yeah. <laughs> um but with people um 
where you know if they're having a bad day or something and they're like well you know like i, sh- I shouldn't be complaining to you and i'm like well so why yeah. and they're like well it's you know it's nothing like what you're going through and i'm right. like but it's my like there's no like hierarchy of like problems right well, like said. like they're well, my my day it, like it's not my my problems aren't like problemer than yours yeah. right like they're like if if you're going through something whatever it is that you're going through mm-hmm. that's affecting you at the this moment in time and it's going to be something that you have to deal with and if and you know like that's not i can't be like well <laughs> like you There's, don't even know everyone's got their perspective right yeah. so no matter what it is that's afflicting you yeah your worst the worst thing in your life is still the worst thing yeah. in your life yeah. and that's that's the that's the established yeah like spectrum of yeah. it right yeah you know if someone's lived a privileged life and the worst thing that has ever happened to them is that they worry that they don't know the value of true work and they worry that they're they've yeah. been spoiled by their parents and yeah. they they can't operate properly like a normal human being could that's still the worst thing that's yeah. ever happened to them yeah so I, I i think that's a really cool way to look at it yeah so it was yeah it's just <laughs> so you've done how many how many ms bikes now i can, i always screw this up seven 12 13 14 15 16 you've 17, done 18 you've done like the cameras one and you've done a few oh, others yeah too, right okay yeah i was asking the total number yeah, and yeah. now i'm asking okay so seven like, here yeah. and then miami new york or sorry philly and texas and then Jeez. i'm doing one in september coming up where's that one um san francisco but uh i kind of ride with a group of guys and we're flying into portland and yeah. going down the coast very cool um and then doing the ms bike tour so it's yeah. like 10 days in total yeah so, so wh- what is it like why are you going out and doing these other ones around the world is it just to have more opportunities to fundraise is it because you want to travel like uh it's actually you know it's it's an incentive for raising when i first started it was over ten thousand dollars now it's over twelve thousand five hundred dollars per so, each yeah for each year holy shit yeah that's amazing yeah so um yeah <laughs> it's just sort of been one of those um like my first year that was kind of my okay when i first started fundraising and mm-hmm. i i sort of shared the story of what happened like i thought you know like i put it on facebook kind of explain the cole's notes version of what happened yeah thought maybe you know set my goal at a thousand dollars like right. i was like yeah like i want a jersey that'd be a cool like <laughs> memory and i think i hit a thousand and three days or something like that and I was like oh okay Mm -hmm. so like well crap like I have like all the forms filled out for a thousand like now what I don't really want to redo them so I just added a zero because I'm like cool like if you raise ten thousand dollars you could go to Miami I was like that's really sweet like why not like I mean if I raise it I raise it if I don't I don't like no one's gonna look at me and be like well you only got eight thousand five hundred so you can't ride in the bike tour like and um yeah just people shared the story and that was sort of my first real experience of what edmonton is is capable of because all of my donations i ended up getting just under thirteen thousand dollars i think Mm -hmm. and all of my donations like my biggest donation was five hundred dollars and it was from the company my dad worked for at the time and it wasn't like a sponsorship it was you're, you we watched what you went through with your daughter yeah um so yeah so fi- i think 500 the next biggest one was my mom works at o'leary and the teachers and the students 
like students like I sat there counting dimes and nickels <laughs> like and that was one of my favorite donations because yeah. it was like that's your like chip fries money right like smashing the I, piggy bank yeah right? like, like, I love food I like I would have been all over like like and you donated that to you don't you're like I don't even really know if you really know what but mm-hmm. like you just someone asked you to donate to, to support and and you did it right so but yeah other than that it was all just like donations from just regular people that mm-hmm. yeah like and so I don't know like it was just such an eye-opening thing to, to see like how so people, you got the bug after yeah. that very first one yeah well and then the MS society was like who are you? We need you. Yeah. Come like, join us. Why? <laughs> yeah. So. So, I mean, like you do a ton, like a lot of your life revolves around MS. And, mm-hmm. But uh, like, is there any point where you, you're kind of like, yeah, I get it. And yeah, I've got, I've got it. And I, you know, I'm doing great work. But like, is there any part of you that wants to focus your life on things that have nothing to do with it? Or you're like, look, like for one day, I just like to not discuss it. You know what? And I think I, I sort of do mm-hmm. like, um, and it and the funny thing is, I mean, it's still because of like the MS stuff. Everything right? in your life sets you on a path. Yeah, right? yeah. Whether it's something positive or negative. But yeah. Lots of paths, positive paths, come from negative. Yeah, MS. yeah. So I mean, like I've met so many people that have supported me over the years, and that's the thing. They all have they all have things, right? Mm-hmm. Like they all have things that they do, and so when I get to go out and support them it like you know that has nothing to do with ms or having ms that's like me going and you know knowing that these like these friendships that i've developed or just knowing that you know i can count on this person's support in one way or another like it makes me want to give back to them so it's sort of just become like that it's so much more than just having ms it's just mm-hmm. just trying to make the city better <laughs> raise everyone's level yeah um and so you're um you're doing the story hive um app, what do you call it competition yeah. application how did this opportunity with eleven creative and and i know kelly wolfert how did how did that all yeah, come about yeah he's saying he knows you <laughs> um we haven't had the pleasure to work together but we've talked one a few day times. one day Maybe. We're, we're all still very we're all still very young it's true yeah. um you know what? They have a bunch of other projects on the go, and mm-hmm. when they were working on another one, they just kind of asked if I would, um, you know, like want to be a part of it. And I was kind of like, oh, okay, like I guess. So they already had a project on yeah. as planned. No, 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 just okay. completely different. Okay. Um, and just from the footage and from following me around a bit, um, that they managed to get. Mm-hmm this this story hive this is the first time i think they've done a documentary version of it and okay. they you know they had this footage and i guess they had fun following me around and i don't know they explained that you a seem lot. like an energetic exciting yes. person so i'm sure it was fun following they, you around did you get used to like the camera lifestyle did yeah you get a little bit of the celebrity you're like i could get used to this well it's just funny right like trying yeah. to explain this to people and like, <laughs> And then people would have to like sign to school, like whatever the forms, like release forms. People like around you yeah. in your life. Yeah. Funny enough, they really don't have to. Yeah. If it's in a public place. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to be good on Kelly for yeah. being proactive. So yeah. So I mean, um, they can explain this a lot better than I can. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> but yeah, they just, I don't know. They thought that there was a story here and... Well, for sure there's a story. <laughs> I mean, and I always say everyone's got a story. Yeah. Right? If you think someone's boring, you're just not asking yeah. questions. Yeah, no, and I, I 100% agree with that. I think I can, I, I think I can learn something from everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. So, um, so I, I was like, no at first oh yeah, okay. yeah I was like mm -mm. why you just a little like insecure about sharing that much about yourself or no you know what it's um you know it's it's t it's a tough one right because there are so many people that have MS that they could be doing the exact same thing so yeah. it puts me in a you're weird... like why me I'm not yeah. special yeah yeah okay yeah and um yeah, like it, it, a lot of everything that I've done in the past few years, that was never, it was never my in, like vision or intent or anything. Um, and so people are always like, well, what, like, why do you like, so why do you keep going with it? Why are you, you know, why, why do you do it? And it's, it's just like you said, it's like the, the path, right? So there's so many opportunities that I've gotten because of being diagnosed with MS like there's nothing there's no other way to explain it right like mm -hmm. and so when I started to look at life with like through the lens of what MS has given me instead of what it's taken away it really kind of shifted how I do things right. um, and it became one of these things where it, you know I took some of these opportunities that put me out of my comfort zone a little bit and the response that I got was was what kind of kept me going with it because um like putting myself out there has allowed for people that are newly diagnosed with MS um to be able to reach out mm -hmm. to me and have someone to talk to and I feel like if I didn't have those people um when I first got diagnosed uh I don't know if it if it would have been the same right so I to, to be able to be that person for someone to, to let them know that they're not alone to let them know that you know like life isn't over it, you know it might get tough some days but like you can do it right like there's yeah mm -hmm. so um, so as those things kind of came up like I, I would take them because I was like okay if my end if my I was asked to kind of I look at things as like what's the end goal right so if my end goal is to actually try and help as many people as possible this is definitely you know if, if there's an opportunity and that's a way to do it then even though it's scary or mm -hmm. even though that wasn't what I thought I would be doing I'm gonna I'm just gonna do it and right. so yeah, so in this case, it was kind of, you know, it came up and I was, and I sit on the board and I know that they lack video footage at TMS Society, right? Like, that's something that's just oh. not really a... Of what it looks like to yeah, work with and, MS, right? Yeah, and just in general, right? Like, you know, because like, it's ex it's expensive, like, I'm not going to sugarcoat that, like, mm -hmm. to get any sort of footage. So I was kind of like, you know, this might be a, a great way to sort of showcase this and and um but yeah it was it was really scary right because you know he he's you know, as we started talking about it it was like we're we want your bad days right like and mm -hmm. my bad days were are are not something that even a lot like a lot of people see because right. um like i don't want to i don't want to worry my family or i don't want to um I, i've never i've never been good at letting people help me uh, i've never been good at sort of letting people in on that level right so um yeah i don't know but at the end of the day i look at it and i'm like but if people are ever going to understand if people are ever going to realize that um 
you know, the worst case scenario isn't isn't always the case, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to make getting diagnosed with MS a lot easier for people to know, you know, to know these things, like to know that what like what could like there's so many different ways that it could go, right? right. So yeah. What um, what percentage of your days are bad days? Um, well, I it's funny because I. I'm tired all the time, mm-hmm. which like people are like, what? Like when you walked in here, were you, you were tired? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, and by the end of a work day, like I'm usually kind of like, like it's sort of like, like brain fogged a yeah. little bit, um, just depending on what went on in the day. Um, but like, I don't always sleep great. So then I don't get great sleep. So then, but then when I actually do fall asleep, mm-hmm. I could sleep forever. So trying to convince myself to get up every morning is yeah. like very hard. So it's like you get it on both ends it's mm-hmm. like hard to fall asleep and yeah. then once you really fall asleep really hard to get up yeah and so and it's and it's funny because it's a it's a sort of like a double-edged sword because i i really do my best to stay active and sometimes um like if i push it a little too not not too far but if i push it or um you know like i get restless legs right so then mm-hmm. it makes sleep even harder um right. and just sort of like tremors during like during sleep so i get um like they're called MS hugs. So between like the muscles between your ribs sort of like mm-hmm. tighten up. And so the first few times that I got that, like it sent me into a panic attack. Oh, MS hugs? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. They God. sound really nice. That right? sounds adorable. I know, right? <laughs> um, so yeah. So the first time, like the first few times, like you, I panicked because I, I thought I couldn't breathe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be terrifying. Yeah. So that know. should be in the manual. Like right? that should be in like a, Really sorry about MS, but at least here's like bullet points and yeah. pages of things if you really this should. Happens, you yeah. really should know these things, yeah. and you'll figure out the rest as you go. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's things like that. So I did have one other attack on my left eye, mm-hmm. um, and so it did leave a little bit of kind of per, like like permanent damage. I would say there's a little bit of scarring on it. So. Mm-hmm. It's not really something that glasses can necessarily fix because it's just sort of like mm. response time of the eye, but it's like still. How perfect. does that affect your vision? Uh, Is there blurriness or? A little bit, but like, but I usually by the end of the day it'll bug me. But that's I mean staring at a computer, so I have glasses. But pro- part of the not part of the problem, but my right eye is a little funky too, and I have a nearsighted and a farsighted eye. Like it's like makes zero sense. Like if you think about me in the grand scheme of things, I'm just like how how am I still? <laughs> you're still like, you're just willing yourself. Yeah, through this. I don't know. Um, so yeah, so like my right eye is weaker to begin with already but like they mm-hmm. they like i just saw my eye doctor and he's like no like you're you're like it's good you're okay like just when you put your glasses on whenever yeah. you're kind of tired um but i notice it like when i get really stressed it gets it gets a bit blurry yeah. um but there but there is the the fear when that happens that that's gonna make things worse right, right. like that's a, that's how that's gonna stay or so something happens too like yeah that when you're driving yeah. You know, like it could happen at a really inopportune time. Yeah. Right? So, um, and then, yeah, like I get numbness and tingling in my, my hands. So like, it's so funny because everyone's always laughing because they're like, when you play soccer, you're like, kind of like this. And I'm like, it's because if I don't, like, I don't really like, I, like if I'm, like if I'm riding or like if I'm doing like in spin class, even like, mm-hmm. um, I start to not be able to feel certain things. So like, even like the, my foot, I was wearing some, like a shoe, something was wrong 
like I just put it on wrong and it was rubbing and it ended up cutting me and I and didn't couldn't and I it. couldn't feel it until right. like I went to shower later Holy and I was shit. like ah like yeah that's so, terrifying yeah so it's just just little things like that right and so that's why a lot of the times like I keep my hands kind of together mm-hmm. because then like I can if I can't feel them fully like it's a really weird sensation it's like so slamming then, in a door yeah or, so then I'm just kind of like okay like there I know where they are we're right tucked so, in we're safe yeah, yeah we're all right hands and feet inside yeah. the vehicle right? yes exactly um so but like when I when I ride so I don't know if you've seen any like Michael's post about how I heard about like getting off the bike and like yeah. oh and I get the feeling back in my yeah life. so I've learned to now like I, can, I know I can't count on there always being someone to, to catch me but mm-hmm. it's a really odd sense sensation like i that's why i don't usually stop when i do the bike tour just because it, it's um oh you just go right through yeah holy yeah shit. so you're a trooper <laughs> um yeah like it's just a very strange sensation so it's 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 not that i can't like like i can still stand like it's just the weirdest mm. thing it's like i just can't quite like when you get uh, like your leg falls asleep yeah, or you yeah. can balance 100%. but it's super uncomfortable a hundred percent and then it gets super painful because you get that pins and needles yeah. feeling when it's coming back so Oof. i usually get that from like about waist down when i ride so i've learned and it's funny and it's the same thing in spin like mm. i if anything happens like that like i'm clipped in i know i'm not going anywhere right, right? so like running's a little trickier because i'm like okay like i don't know how long this is gonna last yeah. and like how long i can kind of keep just doing this but yeah like spin or riding i know i'm clipped in i know like i've been able to get my brain to just keep my legs moving and like if i kind of start to lose feeling um I, I kind of know where to put my hand on the handlebar so that right. I can at least have like one finger on the brake. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's just certain little things like that. Um, I can imagine how scary that is because like at one point my hands were so cold, cold that, yeah. and I didn't realize I hadn't moved them from the handlebars to go to the brake. Yeah. It was when I was coming in for lunch. Yeah. And I was coming around that corner and I, I went to put on the brake, but my hand didn't move. And yeah. I'm like, whoa, I had to like dodge around a couple yeah. people because I was like, oh, my bad, like yeah. couldn't brake. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I mean, and it's, and uh, I've had people say that, right? Like, they're like, oh, like, now I know how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, so it's just, and it's, it's, it's crazy though, because I, I really try not to, to sort of go there a lot of the times, like, with, if certain things happen, like, you know, like, if I'm sore or I'm in pain, I'm just kind of like, oh, like maybe I just worked out too much or this mm-hmm. or that. Um, it's got to be tough. Like, what do you attribute to the condition, yeah. and what do you contribute to, or attribute rather to just like, yeah, you know, everyday life. Like some people have told me that, um, like physical um, activity really helps uh-huh. mitigate the symptoms, right? Um, but it sounds like, and the doctor at one point told you maybe yeah. limit your physical yeah. activity. Like, how do you know where the balance? Yeah, is? Yeah, and you know what? And that's that's the thing. As I at first I started, but I, I I'm really terrible at listening to people and following instructions. Most yeah, days. I'll um, do it myself. I'll yeah. figure this out. Yeah. So I started, and I was like, I'm gonna do yoga, and I'm gonna do cycling because it's low impact. Mm-hmm. And then I started going to yoga, and I was like power yoga strength yoga like and then cycle performance like yeah yeah not yeah you went completely like as hardcore as you could yeah so and then i just kind of was like i'm just gonna try these things and i'm just gonna try and push it Mm -hmm. and see like test the test the limits and see what happens and you 
one thing it's like you just get really good at listening to your body because like yeah like I had some sort of weird injury in my neck and they were like oh like that's an MS thing and my physiotherapist was like nah man like it's just, just a thing. It's just it's not an MS thing. It's like just a thing. thing. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's tough, right? Because shit happens. Like, yeah, everyone gets that. Yeah, I got a kick in my neck a few weeks ago, and like for no reason. It yeah. lasted four days, and yeah. then one morning I woke up and it was gone. Like, yeah. So yeah, so it's, bodies it's are that, weird. It's that like, fine line, right, between like just kind of living and dealing mm-hmm. with things. Um, but but it is it is the tricky thing, right? Though because it's like. Um, yeah, like the days where I'm just super, super tired. Um, like you just, like even like mental health wise, right? Like you're just kind of like, oh, like I just don't want to. Yeah. And that's when that's when your brain goes to the like worst case scenario things, and yeah. the, I'm not good go enough. Away, yeah. yeah, and yeah. so, and and that was I. That was the one thing I really did very poorly, and that's the one thing that I really why I really think that this this like doc is is super important is. I didn't let myself have bad days at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, nope, 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 nope. Like have to be positive. And then I would constantly compare myself to other people. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, like other people with MS have it way worse than I do. Or, um, you know, like I, I can't be sad or else the days that I tell everyone to be positive, I'm a fraud. Yeah. Right. Like, so things like that. And, and just sort of like not letting myself deal with, the the like the losses right and so that's that's one of the first things that i that i tell people when they when they first get diagnosed is it's just like yeah like be positive like know that your life's not over and you know but but let yourself have bad days let yourself be sad right because you on some levels you you might be losing the person that you thought you might be but i mean everyone like and that that's the thing um with ms too right like it's like yeah you have that sort of like extra like voice in the back of your head maybe that's saying like oh you know like what if this happens or or you know or like that sort of like extra element of like this is a little bit more possible than it is for like some random person right like that that's not that doesn't have ms or something right yeah um but at the same time someone could wake up and have a stroke right or someone could step off a curb and get hit by a bus and mm-hmm. then they have all these different things that they have to deal with too so it's not you know, like I said, it's sort of that one extra element of like, you know, th- these things might happen, but mm. they might not. Um, but that on that that might might not happen is also scary, right? Because you're like you want to be smart on how you live your life because you're like, well, I like even in terms of jobs, right? Like it's like I, you know, like I don't, I don't know if I could necessarily take a risk where I could just go off on my own and and do something because it's like. Because if I have two weeks where, like, if I had a business, right? Like, yeah. if I had a business and I had two weeks where I couldn't work, there's no. Then other. what, yeah. right? Like, whereas, like, where, like, when I have benefits and I have all these different things, if I have a job and, yeah. like, you know, and if that happens, there's, I have that, right? There's so always trade trade offs yeah. with any decision in life, right? Yeah. And it, some people, their personality doesn't suit them to be business owners, yeah. right? Yeah. It's they're not they're risk averse and yeah. they're not willing to make that take those chances. So that would just be another hold back in in some cases, like you said, it could be a physical, yeah. um, you know, it could be a physical restriction to being a business owner. But I like what you said about like embracing the bad days too, like yeah. being okay, not being okay, right? Yeah. Like it's that's so important, and like we saw, I think oftentimes like 
don't appreciate the fact that like look it's those like really like down times that yeah. like make the the good times even yeah. better right yeah. you're like wow like i got through that really shitty phase and like yeah. i just pushed through but i acknowledged it noted it yeah. and i kept moving on right? well yeah it's like it's one of those things right like it's like you don't you you you've already gotten through like what what you thought were going to be the the worst days that yeah. you've ever had right so it's like you know keep that in mind when the next time comes mm-hmm. up right like you got through it the last time mm-hmm. um i don't think i have ever had a as physically challenging of a day um in something that i'm not like proficient in as mm-hmm. a day two of the ms bike like yeah. pushing through the wind and the rain on a mountain bike when i'm like not yeah, we need to get you a road bike. next year i'll have a road bike i yeah. promise i promise <laughs> um yeah but like i just like i and i'm like i'm there's no way i'm quitting and like yeah. you know i saw and you know everyone's capable of different things fortunately i'm fit in a lot of other ways yeah. i don't bike often but I'm like, there's not a chance, like nothing will stop me from yeah. finishing this. Yeah. But it's amazing because that resets your your baseline of like, not your baseline, but your threshold of yeah. like what you feel is possible. Like, well, I always laugh because I'm like, I gotta stop doing things that at the end of it, I say, well, that was the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> like, I'm like, I already did that. That's I already right. said that one. Like, I already said that. Like, I don't want to do any more of those. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. It's like, how many times have I said that? Yeah, just, like, how many times do I got to do it again? <laughs> you need a ticker. But, like, yeah. fuck, that just goes along with, like, life happens, growth happens outside of your comfort yeah. zone, right? And you never know what you're capable of until you shatter those expectations, yeah. right? Like, and, like, I'm just... I'm just so stubborn. Like yeah. that's part of the problem too. Well, not part of the problem. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of the part part of the solution. I it could be both. It, is, right? it could like, be both. It could be systematically part of yeah. a bit of a problem, but also yeah. you're the you know the biggest um, solution of the problem. Yeah, because yeah, like they, like I and I yeah, my first year, um, the second day of that MS bike tour was the worst one ever. Like that they've ever had. Like they've straight out said it. And oh, I heard about that one two years ago. No, longer than that. 2012. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, but I yeah I've I've been around for seven years, so I can tell you for <laughs> like sure. All of it. Um, I and I had no idea what I was doing. Like I had a road bike, but I was like, oh, like it's eight degrees and like like sixty kilometer headwinds and raining and like hailing yeah and there's like patricia in her shorts and like tiny little raincoat and like a jersey underneath and that's it and i was like and like no hand protection nothing on my head hand protection yeah that's if i can give anyone advice hand protection was the biggest thing yeah so i got halfway because i was like okay like i gotta and then the first eight people ended up pulling me off because they were like you are yeah no you're blue yeah you're blue yeah sorry sorry you can't go anymore you're blue where they like emptied food things to put hot water and like feed in and put like those like three of those silver blankets on me and like made me take everything off and like here's me still calling my dad like hey like can you bring me my spare clothes and like no problem my shoes yeah and so the the first ladies lady ladies like okay can i can i have that for a second like okay yeah she walks away and she she comes back she's like yeah yeah he's on his way and he shows up and he has like six pairs of sweatpants and like jackets and socks and Mm -hmm. we get in the car and the wind is like throwing the car around and it's like pelting the window and he's just looking at me like hmm 
you were on your bike in this, yeah. eh? And you I got was this like, far. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so, but that was that was awful for me, right? Like that was the first time I ever. That was my first experience, and I was like, never again. Yeah. <laughs> so now I have like full rain gear and like all this other stuff. But man, like every year, it's like, what if I just don't like? No one would. No one would be upset if I didn't finish, right? And then it's just like, no, stop that. <laughs> that, that internal like, yeah. drive, that accountability is like so powerful, right? Yeah. I don't know. I guess maybe that's not that's not internal. That's external. Yeah. But it's you wanting to hold yourself accountable to everyone else, yeah. which is the internal yeah. element of it, right? Because yeah. realistically, no one would care, right? No. Like, no one would ever be like, she didn't finish. So Give that, me my donation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. No. Actually, even people who like, I had to do that meeting and people were like, oh, just like, just, just skip the first day of it. I'm like, no, that's not a fucking chance. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I took people's money to do this. I'm finishing this shit. I'm like, A, I'm way too stubborn to not do yeah, it. See? B, I took money. There's no chance. Yeah. No. Well, I, I'm pumped for next year because now I'm going to know more people. I'm not going to have any meetings. I'm going to actually hang be, out at our tent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm actually going to be involved in it because like, I was told by many people, like you missed the best part of it. It's like, don't get me wrong. I had a really fun day, day one by myself because the yeah. sun was out. Yeah. I would, there was no one to was like, there was no one to dodge. Yeah. It was funny because every, every checkpoint I got to, they're like, hey, look at you. And I'm like, well, I started early just so you guys yeah. know. And they're like, I don't think we have any food yet. I'm like, that's okay. I'm really not that hungry. That's so funny. <laughs> like maybe the next one. So, cause I start first. So yeah. I was laugh cause like I was like, I was like first girl in, yeah. um, but I'm like, that's not a thing. Like, that's not, that doesn't mean I was the fastest. Right. Then we found out that my tires were half inflated. Oh, that seems like you should have checked it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the fun of the start line, right? Like, I got there. I'm like, hey, guys, can you make sure that, like, my bike's okay? Yeah. And then, like, I ran off to do stuff. And they, right. I think they just kind of forgot. Which Oops. Is, which is fine. But I still, like, I still made it pretty fast. So then everyone was like, well, how fast would you have gone if your tires were actually inflated? And I was like. Find out next year. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> I feel bad because... And you could have dunked You could have dunked me in the dunk tank. <sighs> you missed all, missed all the good you stuff. You missed all the good stuff. Um, what was I going to say? I, I felt really bad. So I was the first to cross the finish line. <laughs> but clearly like started two hours early before the next guy that came in or an hour and a half or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But I went into the, uh, I was, first of all, they were all like on the PA system, like, hey, congrats. I'm like, no, 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 don't celebrate. Don't celebrate. I'm left early. Like, I, I don't just, I'm not first. Like, no. <laughs> and they're like, uh, they're like, it doesn't matter. Like, you were the first to cross. I'm like, seriously, you got to give the next guy as big of a cheer. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. So I went to put my bike in the, um, in the big storage yeah. uh, barn. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you get to come all the way down to the end because you're the first. I'm like, stop calling me the first, people. <laughs> I left early. I need a big sign across my head. <laughs> left early. And then as... Yeah, a, I know, and I need one that says starts first. It starts first. Um, and then I hung my bike up. And as I'm doing that, this guy comes peeling in. He's got the full road bike and the get up yeah. and everything. And, yeah. and he, he comes to the end and then he looks at me and his face just like drops. And he's like, what? What 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 happened? <laughs> like when did you pass me? Yeah. yeah. So so um he I said when did when did you pass me? And I went, oh you didn't see me cruise by you on that on that straightaway, and he was like, 
what? And then he sees my mountain bike and he's like, <laughs> what the shit? Like so yeah. confused. Right? Yeah. I let it hang for a few seconds and I'm like, I'm just kidding. I left early. And yeah. he's like, what time? I'm like, I don't know, like six. And he's like, I left at 7.30. So I'm like, yeah. see, you beat me by a long shot. Oh, so he even left earlier than... He left at 7.34, he said. Mm. I remember that because he was very specific about yeah. it. Um, yeah, so anyway, that was funny. It was kind of like... Um, Kind of like Big Daddy when he walks in. It's like, we wasted the good surprise on you. Wait, oh, my God. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what I thought of, right? Because my whole life is referred to in movie references. Oh, me too. Yeah. yeah. Man, we haven't dropped a single one until or now. Simpsons or Friends or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so last thing I wanted to ask you, well, I want to ask you a lot of things, but we've already been recording for an hour. And I want to be respectful of your time. Oh, that's fine. Uh-huh. But so... I don't know if you said it specifically, but I know based on the research that mm-hmm. um, that being an officer isn't going to work out for you, wasn't no. going to work out for you. No. So what are you what are you into now? What's your career field looking like? <laughs> what are you involved in? Like, so it's funny because um, it's funny. Pulled like my dad. So I was like, you gotta figure out what you're gonna do. It's everyone's so I, everyone's yeah. dad, but so I still applied. Mm-hmm. I made it through the whole process. They tried to disqualify me at the beginning, but I have a really solid eye doctor that was like, no. Wow. Yeah. Okay, this is cool. Yeah. So, because he was like, yeah, she has MS. There's nothing that says MS causes eye eye problems. Oh, okay. If she can pass the eye test, then... So yeah. that was that would have been the prohibitor is the prohibitive aspect of it was the uh, eyesight. No, like the having MS thing is is, is a big thing, but yeah. like. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I don't, I try not to dwell on that too much. Like I like I know that there was like I got deferred for something and I could technically apply again if I want to, but mm-hmm. I kind of looked at it and I was like they clearly don't want me, mm-hmm. right? Like it was just sort of one of those things and like I would I would say like, you know, playing hockey, right? Like it's like sometimes the the team doesn't want you and that's not mm-hmm. like there's nothing you can really do and like you yeah like so I kind of looked at it I had to look at it that way and I was like so do I want to go somewhere where I'm gonna have to constantly fight to prove that I can do it or that I or like you know that people are gonna look at me like I'm some sort of exception or Mm -hmm. you know like even though like I I passed everything like not not just base level like I did pretty well yeah so um but yeah, like I don't know, it was just sort of one of those things. And then I ended up speaking at a an MLA breakfast, and the justice minister was like, "Want a job?" That <laughs> didn't exactly go that way. Yeah, but yeah like I, went in, I had to interview because no one's watching. Yeah. You raised your eyebrow, which yeah. was the best part of that. <laughs> Want a job? So yeah, they ended up having like an opening that they needed filled right away, and mm-hmm. I interviewed for it, and I got a six months temp- temporary doing like basically event planning which was kind of cool because it was like what i was doing with the ms society like Mm -hmm. volunteering right so i was like why don't i have experience in this and they're like actually you do and i was like oh you're right which Um, is awesome because usually you have to prove that to yeah yeah so and then like i you know criminology degree justice ministry they were like yep 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 so there was was policy elements to it and yeah i ended up planning a, a meeting with like the main justice minister for the country and like all the justice ministers around and yeah so but then it was one of those like I was telling you like how I live my life it was like 
they offered me a few weeks working somewhere else to get some experience there and somewhere else. And so there, I feel like there's just always sort of someone looking out for me, offering me different opportunities. So then I got extended. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I took on a role that, again, I was like, this is going to be something that's going to teach me things that I never thought that I would know. And it's going to keep me, get, like, get me a permanent contract. And then, you know, like, things can go from there. So I took that and loved the people that I was working with. And same thing, another opportunity kind of came up. And mm-hmm. I took that one. So right now, I, like, at the, that opportunity I took, I, and it was funny because I was like, you know, like maybe I'll work in like policing, like policy type stuff, like like a few years down the road, like yeah. five, ten years, right? Like work my way up there, and I think it was six months later that someone was like, "Yeah, so I am the provincial public complaint director for the province." Provincial public complaint mm-hmm. director for so the province, like oversee complaints against police, so like policing oversight. Holy yeah. shit! So like. Good thing you don't work in the States. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but on the flip side right now, I'm actually doing two jobs because I just got pulled for a project team to review the police act. The whole act? Yeah. I imagine that's big. Yeah. I don't know much yeah. about this. So, and it was funny because again, they were like, yeah, we need to start consultations with stakeholders. And mm. I was like, well, I don't, I don't, why, like, why, why me? And they mm. were like because you do that and I was like no I don't and they're like yes you do and, and then I was like oh yeah like through the MS society like I was on a, like a task force to review board renewal and mm-hmm. like nationally and I was just like oh like I do well because you probably never looked at that yeah. as like as yeah. like a real big professional job it's just something you really love doing and so therefore didn't feel like work right so and then they were like and you know the police act because your job is in it and i was like yes yes it is you're right and like because i've worked like for rcmp and eps and like learned and met a bunch of people throughout the years but then also like volunteer work and i just it just yeah it just seems to work but right now i'm doing both of them until Mm -hmm. we backfill my Yeah. yeah so it's well, it doesn't surprise me to be someone who likes to take on a challenge. Yeah, yeah but it's, 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 it's a lot. It's mm-hmm. a lot for, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Yeah. But you're enjoying it for the time being, and mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. Like you said, like things always seem like they're going to slow down eventually, but they yeah. don't. That's just life, though, right? Yeah, because, I mean, like uh, like once bike tour is over, then this this stuff kind of came up, or like the this stuff, the uh, Story Hive stuff kind of came up. Yeah. And, um, in August, uh, we have a fundraiser with a So I've been involved with cool. that one since I got diagnosed in 2012, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think Christine Sinclair is actually going to be in Edmonton this year. So nice. I'm kind of excited about that one. She's the Christine. Is she the skater? No, the uh, soccer. Soccer, right. Yeah, the soccer player. Yeah. yeah. She retired so. yet? She's been playing forever. No, I don't think good so. Good for her if she's not. Yeah. I mean, good for her if she yeah. is, too. But. Well, her mom has MS. So, okay. Yeah. So then we, end, yeah, we ended up getting her as... as a, as a spokesperson, so awesome! So, yeah, tons of exciting things. I mean, yeah. golf I, tournaments. Wow, are yeah. you a good golfer? No, no, no. I just like good volunteer. Be, good beer drinker. Then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you're halfway there. Well, yeah. So actually, and and so in July is uh, I do that's like the one I do golf in is for the Zebra Child Protection Center. So, yeah. Um, oh, that's where they snatch kids from like 
bad yeah. situations, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I've heard yeah. of this before. So that's like that's another one that not snatched. Sorry, yeah, that was yeah. really poorly explained. <laughs> that's when people who are you could explain it better. It, yeah, any right? kids if, like affected by crimes. So kids like, in a compromising witnesses. situation yeah. get yeah. recovered. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Rescued. Yeah. Rescued. That's there what I'm go. looking for from a bad situation. Yeah. Right. So, so that's like, I love doing things like that, right? Because yeah. that's, I've worked with kids basically my whole life, I mm-hmm. think. Because I, I used to teach Polish. That's the other thing. I oh, did. I okay. I like to preschoolers for 10 years. So. What does Polish sound like? Say something in Polish. Say, I used to teach kids Polish. Yeah. Uczyłam dzieci polskiego uh, wow, that is a challenging language <laughs> by the sounds of it. Yeah, so, and then my mom, like my mom works with special needs kids, so mm-hmm. I've just sort of been like in that. Very cool. Yeah. So what uh, What in the next year, obviously other than the 2019 MS bike, are you looking forward to most? Um, it would be cool to, to make the, uh, the, the story I have documentary if mm-hmm. we do get that going um, what is if you guys do end up being successful what does that process look like like how long does he want to does kelly want to film for i think it's like september to about may oh wow for yeah so that's a yeah that's yeah. a long long so they, i think they if if it works out they they would come and want like get some of the stuff uh in the states mm-hmm. um at the bike tour um yeah like i think i think it would just be really neat because in my mind it would be something i could use um, not only to like spread awareness, not only to reach you know people with MS or newly diagnosed people, but also just to be able to use it for fundraising, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's just so many, so many different things you could do with it. So it's a huge platform. Yeah. Right? Oh like, yeah. It's, it allows you to tell a message. That's why I like podcasts. It's a long format. Allows you to really get into a subject or a yeah. message, and and a documentary film is is an even deeper. Yeah. Deeper platform. Well, it was, like it's it was cool. Like they did a good job on the pitch video. Mm-hmm. Um, because even I was like, like, sure, you guys can put it together. It's probably going to be weird, and like no one's going to vote for it. And then they sent it to me, and I was like, all right, like, that's all right. So you kind of know what you're doing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Well, awesome. Well, yeah. Patricia, thanks so much for joining <laughs> me. I appreciate it. I mean, it's no super cool to have people on the show that I reach out to, and then they're like, oh, and I've also listened to it, right? Oh yeah, totally. That's awesome. So really thankful for for your support. And yeah, because you did one with. Uh, with Bean yeah. she always really interests me oh my god what a story yeah unbelievable yeah. when you said I w- and I went to Vegas yeah I know I was like oh shit yeah <laughs> no and it's funny because and same thing right like I I can relate to things that she says right and so I, that's part of why I, I like being out there as well because mm-hmm. it's like even if you don't have MS, I think a lot of people can relate to what I'm saying on, on their own level. So For sure. Well, yeah. I mean, just the message of pushing through and, you know, having that force and, you know, the big key things of being okay, not being okay yeah. and being, you know, just being acceptful of like where you are and, yeah. and then challenging yourself to yeah. get to where you want to be. Yep. Fundamental laws. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, I'll let you go. Thanks so much. All right. See ya. Bye. Thank you, everybody, for listening and tuning in. As always, continually blown away by how many amazing people that there are in Edmonton. And the podcast seems to be an endless opportunity to meet and learn about these guys. Uh, And girls, of course. There are a ton of great podcasts being produced here in Alberta. And to find some new listening for your driving, 
cooking, working out, whatever it is that you do where you listen to shit, go check out albertapodcastnetwork.com to find some new and fascinating listens. See y'all next week.